Welcome to the Steady On Podcast, where God's hard truth meets your hard story. I don't need to tell you that life gets hard. Life gets hard, really hard. But God's faithfulness is still active and alive in our hard. And these episodes are dedicated to remembering and claiming the promises of a faithful God. I'm your host, Angie Bauman. I'm a pastor and Bible teacher, founder of Steady On Ministries, and creator of the Step-by-Step Bible Study Method. But more than that, I'm a trauma and abuse survivor who carried a heavy weight of shame and worthlessness for many years, and I still struggle, but I live in much more freedom now because I know God through His Word and speak truth to the lies of the enemy with His Word. And that's what we do here. On Mondays, we take it in by studying the promises of God, And on Wednesdays, we live it out with teaching and testimony on the promises of God. So thank you for tuning in, my friend. You are the reason for this show, and I'm so very, very glad you are here. Let's get started. Welcome. Today, we're going to take it in with Ephesians 3.20 using my step-by-step Bible study method. You will find links to a study sheet as well as videos for the step-by-step masterclass in today's show notes if you'd like to learn more. Ephesians 3.20 in the NIV says this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. As I begin studying a verse of scripture, I like to first look at an overview of the book. This is the book of Ephesians. I'm gleaning this information using my Logos software. The author of the book of Ephesians is the Apostle Paul. And Ephesians is considered to be one of four prison epistles, books, um, letters um, written uh, to churches from when Paul was in prison. And those four prison epistles are uh, Philippians, Colossians, Philemon, and Ephesians. The book of Ephesians was most likely written during his time of house arrest in Rome, which would put it around AD 60 to 62. And it was a letter written to Christians at Ephesus, which is now modern-day Turkey. It might have been a circular letter, meaning that it was sent to be distributed or delivered, um, sent around to multiple churches in the region. There are several themes in the book of Ephesians. We see the theme of salvation and grace, the theme of God's power, the theme of church unity, and the theme of Christian conduct and identity. In chapter three, where we're going to be focused today, there is this theme of the revealing of God's mystery. Paul talks about God's mystery and man's place in it revealed, focusing those, that theme is really found in verses like one through 13. And then it takes a little shift where it talks about Paul praying in light of the mystery. And that's verses 14 through 21. And our verse falls into the end of that section in verses 20 and 21 is labeled a glorious doxology. And our verse, verse 20 is in that section, a glorious doxology. So the, the, the conclusion of this chapter. And again, it says in the NIV, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Step one is to choose our word, and our word for today is immeasurably. The English definition of immeasurably means to an extreme or extensive degree, immensely. Opposites are words like barely, hardly, insignificantly, mildly, rarely, 
negligibly, scarcely, marginally. Step two of the step-by-step method is to investigate. We divide that up into four parts. The first part is to compare this word in other translations. We do that because the Bible wasn't written in English, right? And so as translators go to the original language, they come up with different English words to communicate what this Greek word means. And so one of the Bibles, King James said, exceedingly abundantly above. The Amplified said super abundantly. The CSB says above and beyond. The CEB far beyond. The EHV infinitely more. The LEB beyond all measure more. The voice translation says awe-inspiring. And the YWC says more plenteously. So I'm going to plug a couple of those back in to the NIV and just um, replace this immeasurably with them. It says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above. Above what? Remember, more than we can ask or imagine. To him who is able to do awe-inspiring more. Infinitely more. To him who is able to do far beyond more than all we ask or imagine, above and beyond, super abundantly. I get this heaviness of a lot, but only in the very best way, like more than you can carry. I saw years ago, I saw an image or I I saw something that's left an image, an imprint on my mind. I was shopping in a grocery store in our local Aldi grocery store, and there was a dad and a little girl. And the dad, unfortunately, was not paying very much attention to the little girl. And I don't know if he had handed her these things or if she had collected these things. He was on the phone, not really minding her very much. And she was just this little thing. I'm going to say she was like four or five. And she had a super abundantly above more things in her arms than she could carry. She had cereal boxes that she was trying to hold flat with littler things like on top. And she just had this heavy weight of groceries that she was trying to carry around while her dad was looking at the produce and talking on the phone. And she just kind of smiled at me and made eye contact with me and smiled at me, uh, just kind of saying, yeah, I know it's a lot, but I'm trying to carry it. Her burden was too heavy, kind of in a bad way. But I think of that. That's the the thing that pops into my head as I'm thinking about this immensely more like this so much, but of good, right? So much that we can hardly carry it. We can't wrap our mind around it. We can't wrap our arms around it because it is awe-inspiring. It is beyond all measure more than we in our own mind can ask or imagine. Part two of the investigate step is to look into the original word. I do that using a couple of different resources, but here is the word in um, using Strong's concordance. For my friends who like to use Strong's, the Greek word is 4057, G4057. Um, Parisos, I always am a little cautious to try to pronounce the, I don't speak these languages, but uh, Parisos, and it means super abundantly, exceedingly, out of measure, like you can't even measure it, right? It's beyond measure, or it means the more. It is an adverb from G4053, which means in the sense of beyond, super abundant in quantity, superior in quality, excessive, preeminence, or the fact of surpassing all others 
and having a superiority. It's from G4012, which means through all over. So think of that little girl in the grocery store again, and imagine those little arms carrying all those things stacked on top of each other, right? And everything in her arms is of the superiorist, (laughs) I'm making up words now, superiorist quality, right? But imagine instead of her sort of like struggling under the weight, right? That everything she's carrying brings immense peace, brings immense joy, brings immense connection with the father. This is not a father in our life that's on his phone looking at produce. Oh, no, 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 no. This is a father that is intimately aware of what we need in order to be able to tap into the abundant life, the overflow of joy that Jesus wants. The scripture tells us Jesus wants to offer us, to give us. This word in Greek goes all the way back to a word that means actually to pierce. And that word makes me pause, pierce. It's also used as a word that describes the work of the enemy sometimes in our lives, which has meant a great deal to me as I think about the lies of the enemy being piercing. You know, in Ephesians 6, we talk about having the shield of faith to protect us from the flaming arrows of the enemy. And those lies, those flaming arrows of lies that the enemy shoots at us, if an arrow hits us, it can pierce us, right? It pierces our skin and it causes damage. And I think about this word, this immeasurably more kind of in relationship to what the enemy wants to do. The enemy wants to cast disbelief that God can do this immeasurable, super abundant thing within us. As God will pierce our hearts with truth and invite us to trust him, the enemy tries to pierce our hearts with lie and invite us to doubt God's ability to do this or our worthiness or our calling or anything. He just wants to cast doubt. And so I imagine these like competing piercings, right? God wants to pierce our heart with his love, with his peace, with his rest, with his joy, with his super abundance for us. And the enemy wants to pierce our hearts with lies and with doubts. And so we have a choice as Christians, are we going to hold up that shield of faith and protect ourselves from the lies of the enemy by believing in this promise that God wants to do and is able to do immeasurably more than we can even think about. Part three of the investigate step is to read a little bit of commentary. I have a couple of things from the enduring word that I want to share with you. It says, you can ask for every good thing you have ever experienced. God can do above that. You can think of or imagine things beyond your experience. God can do above that. You can imagine good things that are beyond your ability to name. God can do above that. Charles Spurgeon says on the phrase exceedingly abundantly, he has constructed here in the Greek, talking about Paul, an expression which is altogether his own. No language was powerful enough for the apostle, I mean for the Holy Ghost speaking through the apostle, for very often Paul has to coin words and phrases to shadow forth his meaning, and here is one. He is able to do exceeding abundantly, so abundantly that it exceeds measure and description. 
The enduring word also goes on to say the things Paul prayed for in the previous verses right above where our verse for today is. He prayed for things like spiritual strength, the indwelling Jesus, experiential knowledge of God's love and the fullness of God belong to us as children of God. However, this is a big however, they must be received by believing prayer and can be furthered in the lives of others by our prayers for them. The fact that God can and wants to do immeasurably more in our lives is not in question. Scripture tells us God wants to do this in our lives. Scripture tells us, promises us, God can do this in our lives. The only thing that's at question is do we believe it? Because if we do not believe it, we will not receive it. We will not posture our hearts in a way that can receive what God has to offer We will doubt him. We will try to do things in our own strength. Oh, how many times have I thought that God has let me down because I was trying to do something in my own strength, something that he was inviting me to partner with him in and simply could not be done. He didn't want it to be done in my strength. And so I felt like I failed or I felt like God failed me when the reality is I didn't open my heart. I didn't surrender myself. I didn't posture myself in a way that would allow his spirit. I didn't trust his spirit enough or the calling on my heart enough to allow his spirit to just flow through me in a play in a way that I couldn't control and didn't understand. It's super abundantly more. I can't grasp it. And so sometimes it scares me, right? As I'm growing closer to him, I'm doing that less and less all the time, but I do it. I, I make him small. I make him small and I doubt this promise. Part four in the investigate step is where we attempt to rewrite the verse in our own words. And so I'm going to read it one more time so we can get like our, get, go back to our base. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And so I rewrote the verse like this. It is God who is able to pierce my heart with the truth of his love and increase my trust in him. The trusting in him that leads to an overrich overabundant, overexcessive outpouring of love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. These things that reflect the heart of my Savior and because of the Holy Spirit's power that lives and dwells in me, others are able to see him through me. Incredible. Miraculous. Hey friend, I'm jumping in right here to let you know I'm currently accepting applications for the Steady On Internship Program. I will be bringing on new team members for the step-by-step Bible study, podcasting, newsletters, and the Ministry Co-op Membership Group. If you are a woman who desires to grow your expertise in speaking, writing, and ministry leading, a year-long internship with Steady On may be the next right step for you. During your internship, I will help you build skills to grow your ministry as you support me in mine. Details and a link to the internship application are in today's show notes. If you're even a tiny bit interested, I would absolutely love to talk to you more. And now, back to the show. Step three in the Bible study method is to find the character of God. We do this using a variety of lists and descriptions of God's heart. If you download the study sheet, you'll see those characteristics there. It's not exhaustive by any stretch of the imagination, but it gives us a good jumping off point. 
a couple of things I wrote down about the character of God I see in what we're talking about today is his willingness to yield. He does his amazing work through us. He doesn't have to partner with us, right? He's God. He can do anything. And yet he's willing to meet us where we are and invite us to join him in his work. I wrote that he is generous, inviting us to experience the fullness of life only he can provide, and that he is excellent. The work in my life that is of him is of the highest, purest quality. Step four in the process is to identify the lie of the enemy. And so I ask these kind of questions. What pierces our heart that invites doubt rather than trust? So one of the things that I struggle with sometimes is you're too small. You're me, Angie. I'm too small for exceedingly abundant. Like he is not going to do that in me, actually, because I'm too limited. I'm too small. I'm not smart enough. I'm not brave enough. Um, I'm not popular enough. I have too much woundedness in my life. All those kind of things. It's just lies. It's lies. And yet it keeps me from believing this. And I wrote this follow-up question just to kind of challenge my own false thinking around that. I wrote, what if the exceeding abundant isn't the things the world can see, but the healing and wholeness that comes inside me? What if it starts with my belief that he wants to put my broken heart back together even if it's been a long, long time that it's been broken. You know, the tagline for these podcast episodes are where God's hard truth meets your hard story. And sometimes I think I phrase it that way because sometimes God's hard truth has almost been like too much for me or if, or it caused me to really struggle or to wrestle in a way that it would have been easier to stay complacent or apathetic and live in the brokenness. I don't know if anybody can pick that up today, but God won't. He just keeps pushing in because he wants something better for me than I even want for myself. Where I would have given up and said, this is good enough for me. This is as healed as I can be. God said, oh no, it's not. No, it's not. I can do immeasurably more in your heart and with your life than you can even ask imagine, or dream. So as we get to the end, step five, we just call so what, which is where we grab on to a takeaway for today. And I wrote my takeaway like this. When I doubt myself or my calling, I am holding my hand up to this promise and saying, that's not true. It's not true in my life. But I can also remember when the doubt comes in to invite my heart to be pierced with God's loving words that say, I have called you by name. You are mine. That's Isaiah 43.1. And yes, Angie, through you, through you, I will do abundantly more than you have ever dreamed. If you let me. If you let me. Friend, he will do abundantly more through you than you've ever dreamed. If you let him too. I would love to hear your takeaway today. If you have one, email me at steadyonpodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't yet, I would be grateful if you would subscribe to the podcast on whatever directory you use to listen. It only takes a second and it guarantees you will receive every episode. I encourage you to tune in on Wednesday for the Live It Out episode with Alana Dawson. Alana is my podcasting mentor. I just love her. You're going to love her. And she's going to be with us to share how she walked away from God's call on her life 
until a health crisis revealed how deeply God loved her. And her story will be a live it out on this verse, Ephesians 3.20. Thank you so much for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you're walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.